ぶー Hey chat. Hey, m o t h Why is the mosquito like a mountain climber? Shit, hang on. I fucked it up. <laughs> the car's on fire and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the character generation. I'm Moth. I'm Chet. And this is a podcast where we generate characters in tabletop role playing games. How you doing, Chet? I'm doing good, Moth. I have a question. Yeah. What was the joke supposed to be? Ah, fuck. Okay, no, listen, it's what happens if you cross a mosquito with a mountain climber? What happens? Nothing. You can't cross the scaler in a vector. Anyway, we're doing dungeon- Nope, shit. We're not doing Dungeon World, actually. We're not doing Dungeon World. We've been playing Dungeon World. Ah, oh, god. I just want to play more Dungeon World right now. God, Dungeon World's fun. Anyway, we're doing Apocalypse. Nope, nope. not Apocalypse World. It's nope, Gamma, Gamma World. World. That's the Gamma one. World. It's a world game, but it's not actually a world game. It's a world game about the apocalypse. So in that aspect, you are correct. But no, it's not an apocalypse world game. Anyway, yeah, uh, this week we're, we're doing um, Famine in Far-Go. Well, we're not really doing the actual adventure or anything. Oh, fuck no. We're just making a character based on the extra origins that it added. Yeah. <laughs> Several characters, probably. You don't come to us for us to fucking review adventure modules. No. Like, I'll give you a hint. Mm. None of them are good. N there's never been a single good one, ever. I've fucking never played in one, I'll tell you that much. Same. <laughs> so here's my thing. I'm thinking this episode might end up being a little shorter, just because we're recording pretty late. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. I think we'll flesh out two characters, and fuck you if you want a long episode, I guess. <laughs> That's a bold stance to take, but that's your opinion, and that's the official stance of the podcast now. That's the official stance of the podcast, yep. Nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Nothing, nope. Nope. And it's definitely my real opinion, and not a bit. That's the way it works. Whenever we say yep. literally anything on the show, it's our opinion from now on. Exactly. Go to Twitter. Be mad at me. <laughs> Please, I feed on it. Um, I've never gotten anyone get mad at me once except for when they talked about why they should be allowed to use racial slurs. Anyway, let's <laughs> make a character. I've only been blocked by one account on Twitter, but it was the account for the fucking Nightscope automated security robots. <laughs> How did- I got a promoted ad from them on my dash somehow? Or my timeline, whatever the fuck Twitter calls it? Yeah, come on, it's not Tumblr. <laughs> Anyway, they had, like, I don't know why they have advertisements out for their robots on Twitter, because they cost, like, $20,000 or something. It was like, yeah, check out this fucking cop bot. Look at how cool it is rolling around. And I left a reply saying that I was going to push it into a lake, and they blocked me. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into Gamma World. <laughs> See, I've been, I've been blocked uh, by, as far as I know, one account. I know two. I got okay. blocked by some fucking guy who had a... Uh, Pepe wearing a Donald Trump hat. And I don't mean a Make America Great Again hat. I mean a hat with Donald Trump's face on it. That's confusing. And then I also was I was I was blocked by like I have no idea how this happened because I've <laughs> never seen this Twitter account before. I just saw it in like once again a promoted tweet. It was like a a, a local grocery store for somewhere in fucking like Kansas. And huh. I went and clicked on it and it said, You've been blocked. I thought that was weird. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, let's get into Gamma World. <laughs> anyway, I'll fucking take any night scope robot. Fuck, <laughs> fuck them all. Bring it up. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Gamma World's Famine in Fargo has a full set of 20 additional origins, and so we're going to pick four lucky choices. Oh, I don't have a d20. Here, I've got my roller up. Okay, I'll, have, I'll just have you roll. Okay. It's a lot of work for me to do that. 
I'll roll up the first one. Okay, yeah, you roll the first two. I was about to say that I got a 30, but, uh... That's wrong! Yeah, no, what we actually want is the 16 and the 14 that I rolled. So a 16 gives us reanimated, and the 14 gives us plastic. Uh, huh. We are reanimated plastic. Uh, let me go ahead and scroll down. We're finally using a PDF, by the way, that we purchased on drivethroughrpg.com. Not a sponsor, (laughs) just a website that we use to buy sourcebooks. Uh, (laughs) if you're listening drivethroughrpg.com, the website, uh, would you like to sponsor our podcast? (laughs) I mean, it would kick ass, don't get me wrong. (laughs) So reanimated, you were dead, but you got better. Uh, somehow you came back from the dead, mutant-type strength, you get bonus to dark mutations, that's the word. There you go. Uh, apparently the reanimated get a bonus to athletics, which, um, I guess, whatever, sure. They couldn't really think of anything else. Yeah, they're like, what are the dead good at? They're dead. (laughs) I guess they can run real, real good. I think they might also have done the very D&D thing of only having one strength-based skill in this game. Or it seems like it. <laughs> they have undead recuperation. You're immune to disease, and whenever you start your turn and have at least hit point, you regain hit points equal to your level. Uh-huh. Dang, you <laughs> heal every turn. That's cool. Pretty good. You have a reduced movement speed by one, because you're sure. a zombie. But you're really athletic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you move slow, but you can fucking... <laughs> I guess, is acrobatics a thing? Probably. I was gonna say you can hop good, but that seems like an acrobatic. Well, they stripped it down to ten skills, so it might just be athletics in this. <laughs> Not even Wizards of the Coast would be able to fucking have ten skills and have two of them be acrobatics <laughs> and athletics. I can't run, but I've got a 50-foot horizontal <laughs> leap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a Jiang Shi, one of those hopping vampires. <laughs> when they crit, they get the extra 1d10 damage. And the target is dazed until end of turn. Hey. Or until end of my next turn. Damn! You know it. The novice ability is a nasty bite. You bite, heal yourself if you crit, and do just a bunch of damage. Yeah, you just get a huge damage bonus. It's also not a weapon attack, so it's just an no. at will. You don't even need to hit somebody. You just bite nope. them. Nope. Yep, you just bite all on them. The utility ability is named Zombie Surprise, with the good flavor text, They're coming to get you, Barbara, which I appreciate. (laughs) If you start your turn with zero hit points or fewer, you regain hit points equal to your level and stand up. So you just get a second win. That's cool. That's a neat little, like, you die and then you come back. That's some good flavor. Totally. I like that. I'll be honest, uh... The only thing that flavor text reminds me of, and uh, I know this is going to be a real deep cut, because I don't think a lot of people have read Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. I know I haven't. (laughs) One of the shittiest independent comics that I think is still on the market today. Okay. It's uh, one of those weird, like, 90s-ass bad girl comics where it's, like, all about a woman with superpowers who gets sexually imperiled a lot. Yeah. But uh, there's one issue that uh, contains the phrase... You have to get out of here. Your vagina is haunted. I hate it. Barbara. (laughs) Your vagina is haunted, Barbara. Which, uh, if you stop and think about it for a second, the really fascinating part of it is, where are you gonna go? (laughs) Like, it's your vagina. (laughs) Um, maybe the Ghostbusters? I don't know. I was trying to come up with a Ghostbusters gynecologist pun, and it just couldn't. Alright, we're gonna have to uh, pull the brake on this podcast and stop until you can come up with that joke. Mm. I'm gonna leave in all of this silence. Literally, my mind is stuck on the phrase gyno busters, and it makes me want to kill myself. So let's just move on. <laughs> I bet they'll sell you that for a dollar on drive-thru RPG. <laughs> 
If they won't sell it to me, I'll make it and sell it to them. <laughs> I fucking guarantee you someone's gonna buy that. Uh, at least one person will. Do we want to go back and st uh, look at some more of the newest No, I items? deleted that entire 30 minutes of pre-show <laughs> audio, and I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna relive that. Fair enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, it sounds like someone's not a very big fan of the Krampus. I mean, I love the Krampus as much as any sweaty nerd on DriveThruRPG, but... <laughs> how much am I gonna spend for a 5th edition Krampus monster sheet? It's 50 cents, that's how much. <laughs> please, in please include in the show notes a link to this picture of the Krampus. <laughs> I'll include a link to the picture, but not to the actual thing. Yeah, no, that's fine. I don't want people to buy this. Oh, do you want people to buy Ride for Your Wife, a Hero Wars episode by Neil uh, Smith? See, now I think I really need to back up a second and <laughs> just make sure that your enunciation was perfectly clear there. Uh -huh. You did say... Ride for Your Wife, a Hero Wars episode by Neil Smith. You'd be correct. It has a very fetching picture of some kind of antelope or possibly springbok. Yeah. Is, is it a gazelle? It might be a gazelle. It's got a picture of a gazelle, and then it's just, like, aerial font. The words, Ride for Your Wife, a Hero Wars episode by Neil Smith. He figured out how to do bold and italics, and that's it. That's it. That's all he learned. <laughs> God, I'm so curious, but this is not going to be good. <laughs> Please include a link to that as well. <laughs> you got it. Anyway, the reanimated expert ability is Grizzly Feast. You knock someone down and then start eating them. And they don't get back up again. Yeah, they just die. It's weird. Yeah. It says, like, you just fucking kill somebody on the... Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah, you can just keep them down. You know what's fun about this podcast? I'm sure, like, a bunch of the people listening aren't actually gonna, like, go in and fact-check any of us, so we could just bullshit whatever it says. Oh, it says here, Grizzly <laughs> Feast, your dick grows three feet bigger. Wow, that's weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're right, we did buy this on DriveThru RPG. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Alright, and then what was the other one? Plastic. Plastic. Oh! Plastic, you have an elastic body. Yeah, like a plastic one. Ah, like, like Mr. Fantastic. I yeah. thought it was just, you're made of fucking, like, <laughs> like hard plastic, and that's it. We already did one of those. Yeah, we did, and I was worried about that. <laughs> I was like, I want to make another action figure, man. Right, exactly. Now we don't have to. Yeah, you're just, you're Elastigirl, or Mr. Fantastic, or I think there's someone else in, like, DC? or There's a Plastic Man, the Elongated Hold up. Man. Question, double, yes. need to back up. Fantastic Four is Marvel, right? No, oh, yeah, you're good. Okay, good, okay, good, okay, good. I don't want my nerd cred ruined on this nerd podcast. <laughs> it was uh, the first one that was released under actual Marvel comics. Gotcha. Like when they changed their name from fucking Timely or whatever it used to be. But it's not, they're not the oldest characters in the Marvel Universe today, because the oldest one is, I think, Namor the Submariner. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, yeah. Everyone's fave. Everybody love that Namor. <sighs> Did you know that he's a mutant and a fishman? Like his fish powers aren't related <laughs> to the fact that he's a mutant. Wait. He's he's a fishman, but he's okay. No, never mind. Yep. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think he's only half fishman. I think his dad was human. He's a fishman, and he walks up, and they're like, "You're not weird enough to join our <laughs> secret cool club." And he's like, oh, but check this out. And he, like, bends in half. And they're like, okay, now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot less exciting than that. His mutant power is that he has those little ankle wings that he can fly with. Fuck that. Sucks. <laughs> anyway, let's dive in. Let's let's break down plastic. Um, Alright. You know, that's notoriously hard to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you did it. You, you did the chemistry joke that I was, I was setting up, apparently. Uh, <laughs> completely intentionally. God, this is why we work so well as a podcast. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about us as a podcast. We both can bounce off of each other's sense of humor. Tune in next week. That's that's the whole episode. I've been Chet. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a short episode, huh? Uh, plastic traits, you get bonus to dexterity and biomutations, as well as acrobatics, so acrobatics is a thing. Well, fuck. 
But that's a dexterity ability, not a strength ability. Of course, of course. In the same way that we definitely have to have strength and constitution as two different stats. Hey, are you fucking questioning the word of Jerry Jijax? <laughs> the guy who made Gamma World? <laughs> you know, the evil twin brother of Gary Gygax? <laughs> So I think we have our character. <laughs> I like how he's his evil twin brother, but his last name is still like some weird alternate universe Gygax. Yeah, they're two alternate universes, but they're still related. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, perfect. Sucks. What are we doing? Okay. Um, your abilities get plus one to fortitude and reflex. Nice. You're malleable. You can compress your body to fit through a one inch wide crack. You don't become slow to grant <laughs> combat advantage while squeezing did we in talk this about way. That on the podcast, did we talk about that? I don't remember. If we did, we're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, folks, we used to play a lot of D&D 3.5. A lot. Like, too much? Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this podcast knows the very famous old trick of the escape artist. Uh, <laughs> Did you change your mind? Are we not doing this anymore? No, we are doing it. I don't think we have done this on the podcast, because I thought we were talking about something else. Oh, what did you think we were talking about? It wasn't anything funny, so, like, I don't want to get into it. Okay. Continue. Because you see, there was a whole problem where uh, everyone played way too much D&D 3.5. That was like six years where that was the only thing anyone played. Between 3rd edition and 3.5, it was a solid decade. I'm saying, and this is semantics, there was about six years where all that was played was 3.5, and then it was 3.5 in Pathfinder. Fair point, fair point. Which could be argued as still just playing 3.5. I mean, yeah. Well, if you think about it, if we're making that argument, Pathfinder came out right about when they were about to start publishing 4th edition. Yeah. So, if you think about it, it's possible there's up to 15 or 20 years of 3.5 happening at this point. That's fucked up. That's depressing. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, that made- I got genuinely sad there. That's weird <laughs> that that's what happened. <laughs> uh, anyway, where were we? Oh god, I don't remember. <laughs> Malleability. You one inch wide crack. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna continue. We're not gonna not give you an inch, give you a mile sort of situation. <laughs> uh, plastic critical. When you score a critical hit, the attack deals 1d10 extra extra damage. One of those. And the target is restrained until you end your turn not adjacent to it. So you just fucking use bind and prevent him from making a move for three to five turns. Apparently. That's a Pokemon Generation 1 joke. That mechanic <laughs> stopped existing in Generation 2. God, did it just stop you from attacking? Yeah, yeah. Wrap and bind were and fire spin all in Gen 1 were really, really good because you just lost a turn. Holy fuck. And I, I don't remember if that's how it was in Gen 2. No, because I used to use fire spin in Gen 2 and it was shit. Hold up. Pokemon wrap spelled with a W, <laughs> just to make sure I get the right <laughs> SEO result here. Yeah. No, that's just the rap about things that you put inside of your Peter rap. <laughs> the the Pokemon rap. It's uh, <laughs> it does have mayonnaise. Oh, uh, maybe I don't want to eat it. Ugh. Just kidding. I do enjoy some mayonnaise sometimes. Anyway, this is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> hey, what do you like on your wraps? What kind of condiments do you like on your wraps? This is what this podcast is about now. Fucking hummus, man! Come on, it's the perfect. Yeah, rap no, that's condiment. that's a that's a good one. I prefer a nice, um, ketchup. <laughs> a ketchup Just and... Just ketchup and nothing else. <laughs> That's all I, I, I get. <laughs> Here's how I make a wrap. Okay, I sit down, I look uh -huh. in my kitchen, I'm like, ooh, I'm feeling like making a wrap. I want some of that tomato jam. I pour that <laughs> on a tortilla, I wrap the tortilla up, I eat it. <laughs> and now you're asking, tortilla? Yeah, tortilla. That's all I've got. <laughs> I just pour ketchup on a tortilla. Sometimes I microwave it for like a minute. 
Oh god. You don't even heat it up on the burner, you just put it in the microwave. <laughs> it's, oh yeah, after I put the ketchup on. Just right, right. slather that all up on it. Get some of that, that good, good, um... I wanna die. I hate this so much. <laughs> it's a whole new world we live in. It's a whole new way to see. It's a whole new place with a brand new attitude. But you still gotta catch them all. Be the best that you can be. Pokemon Johto. Yeah, okay, it ended in Generation 1. It was only Generation 1 and Stadium 1 and 2. Okay. Interestingly, though, it was in Stadium 2, but it wasn't in Gold and Silver. Weird. And now you know. Anyway, we're like a hundred fucking miles off track right now. <laughs> Good. I'm gonna rein us back in because I, I got us here and I need to fix this mess. Shit. Here's our powers. We have stretchy arms, you have, like, super reach on a melee attack, and you can pull the target two squares to you, which is ten feet, which is cool. Yeah. Okay. Body shield is your utility ability. You inflate your body to block an incoming attack against a nearby ally. I mean, that is something Plastic Man could do. I do not like the phrasing of inflate ever. (laughs) (laughs) Inflate your body should not be three words in that order that show up in a sentence. Now, my dear friend Chet, if I may just quote you briefly from our Discord chat from last night. Okay, yeah. I know where this is going, but I'll, I'll allow you to continue. <laughs> also, I would like to say right now, on the record, <laughs> I feel bad already, because I feel like I have probably shamed somebody's something, and it's... I don't like doing that. No, no, it's that's just fair. It makes me uncomfortable to look at, but I don't want you to feel bad if you like that. I just don't want you to bring it into my role-playing game. Yeah, that, yeah, that's... <laughs> 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 Alright, I think this is going to be a second one in this episode that I just leave and don't return to. So we just set up a lot of questions that we can answer never. We're the lost of <laughs> Never, never, ever 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 do we answer them okay yeah exactly and then just in case the good fucking pokemon bit wasn't enough (laughs) the final move is the expert move is called wrap it up spelled with a w once again uh you coil your elastic body around your foe and crush it and put a little bit of ketchup in there yep and then hop on (laughs) into the microwave we're back on this bit What you need is a combo character who's part plastic and part android? Tortilla. Oh. Shit. No. (laughs) Because that way you can wrap them up and throw them into the microwave immediately with your encounter Uh, powers. Wrap them up and throw them in the microwave. That's what my mom always told me to do. (laughs) Anyway. That's really bad sex advice. (laughs) Yeah, the birds and the bees talk was really fucking weird in my household. (laughs) <laughs> moving swiftly on wrap it up you yeah i mean you, you fucking boa constrictor someone it's not like i don't need to describe that um, yeah here's my question now i got a question for you what's this fucking zombie plastic boy so here's the idea that i had before we got off on several tangents too many tangents so uh i know that you're not technically made of plastic for the most part if you get the plastic origin Yeah, but you can be. Yeah, but what if you were, though? What kind of plastic? Well, as we all know, plastic comes from petroleum, right? Yes. And petroleum is crushed up ferns and dinosaurs. Yes. So what if that came back to life, but it was still made out of plastic, though? Oh my god. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) It took me too long. (laughs) So, are you saying, here, I gotta know. I Uh gotta, I gotta know. Right. Are you saying that we're, like, a giant, sentient, gooey, reanimated Tyrannosaurus Rex? You fucking know it. Okay. I was kind of imagining, like, a Diplodocus or something. Yeah, okay. Something with a really long neck so you can use your stretchy arms attack. (laughs) Here's what I want, actually. I want Mm -hmm. something that has a lot of spikes. Because... All of those spikes can also stretch out. Oh, fuck. Like, I want a Stegosaurus. Okay, yeah. And, like, all of the, the backplates that make the cool spike mohawk, 
uh-huh. uh, can be stretched out and bent to like make a shield or a <laughs> shovel, and you would be like a fucking you'd be like a, a a Saturday morning cartoon character. Shit, like in the line of Inspector Gadget, where you have all these different like things that you're like, hey, yeah, I just fucking mold my backplates into an umbrella. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, oh, here's my other question, though. Yes. Are we made of, of goo? I don't know what form petroleum takes in the natural world, I'll be honest. <laughs> Is it just oil? Yeah, pretty much. Are we just a giant, oily dinosaur? I think you're an oil slick that can become a dinosaur. See, that's interesting. I like the idea of just sentient oil slick. <laughs> Reanimated oil slick. Yeah, but it... It used to be a dinosaur, so it wants to still be that dinosaur. Yeah, it generally takes the shape of a dinosaur. Here's yeah. my question. Uh-huh. How does this dinosaur communicate with a party in a role-playing game where you talk to other people? Oh, the dinosaurs can speak English. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Nev- problem solved. Only yeah. English, though. It's weird. Every yeah, exactly. dinosaur only speaks English no matter where it was buried. <laughs> They dug up this, like, giant fucking T-Rex statue in, like, South Africa. Like, the, this is a real thing. Like, a giant, almost complete T-Rex statue down there. And then they they hired the, the local government's necromancer to raise it from the dead. And it started speaking with, like, a really thick Cockney accent. <laughs> and they couldn't understand it because it's only speaking English. So I've got two questions for you. Okay, yeah. One is, is this the plot of Something Beneath? Did we do that accidentally again? I know that's definitely a living oil slick, but (laughs) I don't think it was reanimated dinosaur bits. Alright, hang on everybody, we gotta go back to Google again. I also don't think our character, unlike the the plot of Something Beneath, has the ability to... Was it mind control? Was that what the goo did? Yeah, it's like mind control you into committing suicide. Did it mind control Kevin Spacey? Was uh, that Kevin Spacey? I gotta pull up IMDb real fast. It was Kevin Sorbo. Ah, I knew it was a Kevin. <laughs> did Kevin Sorbo get mind control in that movie? Was it mind control though? It was mind control, I just don't know if it got happened to the Sorbo. Okay, Google. Did Kevin Sorbo get mind control? I believe Moth has left to let the cat out, but I am still going to figure out if Kevin Sorbo ever got. Oh my god, I'm finding conspiracy theories. There's a lot of theories that Kevin Sorbo has been mind controlled because he has suffered three strokes and an aneurysm, which is actually really sad, and I feel bad for the man. And I hope he's doing alright. Uh, God, I hope he's not dead. He's alive. Kevin Sorbo's alive. Okay. <laughs> Years old, active, 1984 to present. He hasn't died. He might have been mind-controlled. Alright, I'm back. Do you got any <laughs> any concrete evidence on this really important question? <laughs> I'll let you find out the answer <laughs> when you edit the podcast. That's mysterious. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, seeing as this has nothing to do... (laughs) It's a topic that I literally can't have us talking about three weeks in a row on this podcast, so I'm I'm leaving it alone as a mystery for you, and we're moving on. Alright. So we are... Man, remember the part in this movie where, like, there was that whole vision quest scene where they just, like, saw a bunch (laughs) of wolves that followed him around for a while? (laughs) Did that have anything to do with the mind control slime? I think so. See, I thought it made them hallucinate, and then they, in their hallucinations, they did murder or something. So I just noticed there's a thing on IMDb that's just called plot keywords. Do you want me to read off the 16 plot keywords that this movie has? Just list off like five that are really choice. All right, I'll just read you the first couple that show up here. Okay. I've got priest, shot in the head, (laughs) video game. Wait. I don't. <laughs> wolf we need to watch this movie again. And wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember video games or wolf hybrid. Do you want to get together and watch this movie again? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, our character that we are Fuck. making 
Right. We have an hour of recorded audio on this Audacity feed, and we haven't gotten past the two fucking (laughs) (laughs) origins. We are the most off track we've ever been on this this podcast. Alright, alright, alright. Alright. We gotta roll the the extra ability, which isn't actually on this sheet. Just roll a 1d10 for me. I've got the book. Uh, what does a 1 get me? That's acrobatics. Alright. So this is a highly acrobatic dinosaur. Yeah, this dinosaur can do fucking crazy cool jumps. <laughs> All kinds of flips and rolls. What's this, what's this dinosaur's personality? This hmm. oil slick dinosaur. That's a really good question. What is a dinosaur like? Actually, here's my question for you. Okay. How did this thing get reanimated? A necromancer. Just a normal necromancer? It was like a lich. Okay. Was this like a lich's attempt at making a Draco lich? (laughs) Yeah, I like that. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, a dinosaur. It's like a dragon, but less so. I don't got any dragons around, so like maybe I can make this into some kind of cool dinosaur skeleton. But it's just I'm imagining it as like, I want to say fantasy, but not fantasy because it's Gamma World. Uh-huh. Um, my initial thought here was it's a, a fantasy Jurassic Park situation, but they said I realized it doesn't have to be fantasy. So I think it's actually, um, what if it is Jurassic Park? <laughs> but with like an RPG twist, and like okay. there was a really rich eccentric man played by. You can cut this out real quick. I'm just gonna say Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, oh, it was Richard Attenborough. Okay, it's a it's a lich played by Richard Attenborough as a. <laughs> he's like always wearing a, a white button up and white shorts and a white hat, and uh-huh. he's like. I'm gonna build a great theme park. I'm gonna get all the cool dragons back. And he tries to resurrect one dinosaur, and it's an oil slick that killed him. <laughs> and so... So are you just saying this dinosaur has the personality of an ordinary dinosaur? Yeah, but we already established that dinosaurs always have spake English. <laughs> Good point. A Good point. Well made. So what were the dinosaurs like in the before times is the real question. That's a good question. Well, let me go ahead and get someone else in on this call really fast. Famed paleontologist <laughs> Richard Attenborough. So, Richard, what were dinosaurs <laughs> like in the real world? Oh, it's funny you asked. I have one right here. Let me get my, my pet dinosaur. God, is Richard Attenborough dead? Am I being an asshole? Uh, I don't remember. Whatever. It's yeah, fine. he died. He died three years ago. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's me, Richard Attenborough's ghost. I know I sound different. <laughs> That's what being a ghost sounds like. I'm talking to you from my phylactery. <laughs> Let me go get a dinosaur. Here comes the dinosaur right now. Why don't Why don't you say a word? Listen, man, I didn't get paid for the speaking appearance, okay? <laughs> Listen, I've got to get back to... Doing some voiceover work for my Patreon? This is really taking a chunk out of my day. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've got what I can honestly call a good livable wage drawing uh, furry porn commissions. And voice acting those commissions. Yeah, yeah, voice acting and furry porn commissions. The two, my two mainstays in life, uh, uh-huh. it's, it's holding me over well. Uh, I just I just moved into a new apartment. I can I can I can say I'm doing this full time, and it's all thanks to you guys. Once again, thank you so much. And there we go. That's our character's personality. <laughs> that's, our, that's our character's personality. <laughs> a really disingenuous Patreon. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Jeff Goldblum. I'm the paladin that's going to fight this evil dragon. I can't remember any Jurassic Park quotes to make fun jokes about right now. We could have made them look like anything, but we made them look like dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Clever girl. That's good. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, something something chaos theory? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember how it goes. Now hold on, let me let me get back. <laughs> let me get back. Hello, it's me, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, you mean these? <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't remember what Jeff Goldblum sounds like. 
uh, he kind of sounds like a dad. <laughs> Your scientists what? were so busy thinking about if they could. Oh, God. They didn't stop to think whether or not they could dinosaurs. He's a fucking dad at the flea market that's trying to bargain an extra dollar off the broken golf clubs. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. We can anyway. repurpose these into some kind of uh, dinosaur. <laughs> Alright, so what else do we have to do for this character? I <laughs> forgot. What if MacGyver was played by Jeff Goldblum? Because that's what I just thought of. <laughs> like an alternate universe where Jeff Goldblum was MacGyver and also Colonel Jack O'Neill from Stargate. Now listen, I know that we spent $15 on this PDF, but we're not actually going to roll another <laughs> Origin. We're just going to have to dive deeper into this now. Uh, anyway, our, our starting gear. Oh, right. I don't want to do starting gear because it's whatever. Let's just roll ancient junk and then do the, the sheets. Okay. I'll roll because I have a d10 right in front of me. And I want to uh -huh. roll a die. We're also using the ancient junk from this book that we purchased on drivethroughrpg.com. Once again, drivethroughrpg.com. Please. Not a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> please, though. I would like it very much if you would sponsor us. That's a nine. Oh, and I got to roll again. It's a nine and a one. Yep. So it's a spatula? Yes, it is. And then that's a 10, a 7, a toy water pistol. Fantastic. I think those are just kind of embedded inside of our character. <laughs> like, like someone just dropped them in the oil slick before it was reanimated. There we go. By Richard Attenborough, the <laughs> lich. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Lichard, Lichard Attenborough. Attenborough. Fuck. Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> there we There's, go. There is one person listening to the podcast who's like, they haven't fucking made the joke yet. They haven't fucking made the joke yet. <laughs> Just they made all these bad jokes, but they haven't said Lichard Attenborough. <laughs> we got you. We got you. Don't worry about it. We're here for you. <laughs> fuck. God, we, are, we have done a bad job with this episode. <laughs> Uh, let's draw those cards. Do we want to call it here and do another episode with this? <laughs> let's draw the Alpha and Omega and then we'll decide. Okay. I know in our recording, we definitely have at least 15 minutes of pre-show audio that we're cutting. That's true, that's true. We usually have to hit at least an hour and a half to have an episode's worth of material. Yeah. So, it is... Omega uh, Omega Tech is called the Blather Gecko. Okay. It's a tiny gecko-like biological construct that perches on your shoulder and translates foreign languages into something you understand, which has to be English because that's all dinosaurs can speak. And I really like the idea of just a small robot. I want. I'm gonna change it. It's not a gecko. It's it's a small robot dinosaur. Fuck, that's perfect. It's a smaller dinosaur that translates any language to English and speaks that into <laughs> our character's ear? I don't... Just kind of whispers it into the oil. Yeah. That, God, this is an... Once again, I love Gamma World so much because of the shit it lets you do. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it, this might be the most powerful dinosaur of all time. Because it has the power of other languages. Shit. This is the world's first and only and last multilingual dinosaur. <laughs> and it's a giant sentient oil slick. Yep. And then our alpha mutation is a dark and fire alpha mutation. Uh, it is called light generation. Hmm. Uh, you generate a blinding burst of light from your body. <laughs> it gives you a standard action where you flash, you, f you become a living flashbang and blind the target until the end of your next turn. So this is how I imagine this works. Also, you can overcharge this to blind the target until it saves. Ooh, okay. Also, if you roll a 9 or less when you overcharge, uh, you ignite yourself on fire and take ongoing 5 fire damage. You can't save against this effect during the turn you overcharge it. Shit. So you can overcharge it and try and blind someone nearly permanently or self-immolate. So I'm imagining how this works. We uh -huh. have a toy water pistol, right? Yeah. I think we just fire some oil at somebody and it catches fire in midair. Shit. That's good. Yeah, I like try that. If go too hard with it, it can accidentally catch us on fire, which would be the worst thing in the world. Probably very, 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 very bad. Yeah. 
Probably. Probably. Okay. And that's the last thing we need to... Oh, um, we don't have armor, I don't think. How could we? Okay, now wait. I think we have heavy armor. Okay. I think there's just a bunch of rocks and dirt and shit mixed <laughs> up inside of the oil there that counts go. as armor. Yeah. Combined with the fact that it's really hard to find a point where you can stab a puddle of oil that will do damage to it. Yeah. Rocks and dirt and probably some, like, scraps of metal and just debris totally. in general. Yeah, it's not pure oil. Other dinosaur bones. Not its own dinosaur bones, but other ones. Here's my question, and this is the most important question in the world. <laughs> What kind of weapon do we have, if any? Ooh, fuck. Do we have a gun? Well, I don't think we have a gun. We have to have a melee weapon for our uh, plastic at will to do damage properly. Yeah. Can it just be a trench knife? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, the stegosaurus rolls up on you, and then, like, <laughs> a normal human arm just bursts out the side of it and fucking stabs you with a trench knife? See, is it that, or does it rear up on its hind legs and, like, holding the <laughs> trench knife in its paws, try and stab you? That's better. That's much better. <laughs> but its paws extend, like, 20 feet to stab oh, you. Oh, God. God, what this a fantastic a character. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen this when I had sleep paralysis once. <laughs> God, fucking... Alright. Alright, so let's find out who goes along with this real fast. Okay. Are we doing this all in one episode? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's just, let's speed around a second character so that this oil pile isn't alone. We just gotta stop making jokes for like half a second. Right, okay, that's gonna be impossible. Roll 2d20. <laughs> <laughs> okay, rolling 2d20. Let me find my die. I'll just roll a die. Yeah. Alright, well, I got a 7 uh -huh. and 20. So you are... both of these are adjectives, which is interesting. So you are both exploding and wield. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I can probably intuit what both of these mean. Exploding. You're a ticking time bomb. Ooh. So exploding is constitution, psi. Yep. Skill bonus to athletics checks. Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah, because you can ex fucking rocket jumping. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. While you're bloodied, you just have a damage aura that hits everything adjacent to you for three every turn. Oh, huh? You get a plus one to fortitude and will, and your crit power is you deal plus one d10 damage, fire, and radiation damage. So and you do technically 2d10, right? No, it's just both fire and radiation at the oh, same time. Oh, okay, the damage counts as fire and Okay. Yeah. And each adjacent creature takes an additional five fire and radiation damage. Yep, that's okay. That's powerful. <laughs> I like how that can hurt your allies, though. Yeah, definitely. All your powers can because they're bursts, which makes this very, very interesting because <laughs> all the bursts are fire damage, and the other character in this party is oil. Yeah, that's uh, that's dangerous. Hold up, back up. We gotta back up for a second. What's the other character's name? Alright, Richard, while well, we still got you on the podcast. Hello, it's me, the ghost of Richard Attenborough. Yeah, sorry, we had to put you on hold for a while. It's okay, I, I had to talk to my, my lawyer. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually the Stegosaurus. He took my name after he killed me. His <laughs> name is Richard Attenborough. My lawyer said it's too good of a joke not to, not to use, you know? Sorry, if we roll back... Are we imagining that the dinosaur also has the consciousness of Richard Attenborough embedded in it now? No, no, I think it just Is has- Is this, this like a firestorm situation? I don't think we name him Richard Attenborough, I just really don't want that name to go to waste. No, that's fair, but I'm kind of into the idea of, like, you've got your dinosaur personality, but also Richard Attenborough lives inside your head and gives you advice. I like that, yeah, no, that's good, actually. Um, Derek. <laughs> Derek the Dinosaur. Yep, Derek the Dinosaur. There we go, it's my favorite children's book. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in Derek the Dinosaur when he taught children the importance of sharing and fire safety and how to stab someone effectively with a trench knife? 
Anyway, continue with the exploding adjectives now that we have Derek the Dinosaur featuring. Yeah. It's Derek the Dinosaur beat Richard Attenborough. <laughs> He's got guest vocals on the track that is Derek the Dinosaur. <laughs> oh, man. Alright. Alright, so... Your novice at will, uh, it's a close burst to targeting everything within it, uh, yada yada. You explode. You explode, deal a little, little bit of damage, and push everyone else away. It does more damage if you're bloody. Yeah. Then you've got chain reaction, another burst same size. You push the target 1d4 squares. If you push the target f the full 4 squares, it also takes 10 damage. Shit. So that's interesting. And then you've got your expert power, which is the nuclear option. Effect. <laughs> You explode. <laughs> wow, didn't see that one coming. You can't take any actions and have e neither uh, line of sight nor line of effect to any other creature, and same reciprocally, until the end of your next turn. You then reform in an unoccupied square within five squares of your last location. So, when it says you explode, it uh -huh. means you fucking completely disintegrate in your own nuclear explosion and then reform from the ashes. Yeah, you do a shitload of damage and then dis just disappear for a turn. Because you exploded. God. Incredible. <laughs> Alright, and what is wield? I can probably guess, but what is wield? Uh, you have wield instead of legs, which is a really vague statement. Mm-hmm. So they're both constitution, so 20-con monster here. Okay. Which means it's going to be hard to hit that bloodied value for all your explosion powers to work. But, let's see, your wield at will is Maximum Overdrive, one of my favorite children's book series, except for when it got really weird in, like, book four. I remember feeling uncomfortable around the end of that franchise. I mean, yeah, in general, but, like, also there was that whole thing in book four where, like, they just stopped doing whatever it is they were doing beforehand to talk about, like, environmentalist stuff. Yeah. And, like, it turned out they were genetically engineered to stop pollution or something. It's weird. Yeah, it Maximum Overdrive stopped being good. Yeah. Arguably never was, but... Fair, fair. <laughs> like, it already had gone pretty off the rails when all of these bird children started manifesting psychic powers in Book 3 for no reason. Hey, speaking of off the rails, <laughs> anyway. talk about these wheels. Yes. Boom. Triple pun. Well done. Well done. Well yep. done. Well done. <laughs> Maximum overdrive. Weapon attack plus your constitution. Then the target takes a minus two penalty to attack rolls against your allies. So... Interesting. It's kind of a mark, basically. Like, you hit yeah. them so hard that they can only attack you properly, which is weird. Okay. And you got your utility power, burning rubble. Or burning rubber, not burning rubble. That's the other one. Yep. Ah, why didn't we call it burning rubble? Mm. You know, like like the Flintstones guy. Yeah, no, I... God damn it. That's the Flintstones, Flintstones gritty reboot. Okay, we don't have time to do this. <laughs> we have an hour and 20 minutes of audio, and we are on character two. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, the Honeymooners sucked, and it didn't get better when it was a cartoon about cavemen. Oh, yeah, no, like, the Flintstones was garbage. Anyway, you generate enough torque to spin and overheat your wheels, leaving flaming tracks behind you as you race across the battlefield. Nice. So you move your speed plus two, and each square you leave is filled with fire until the start of your next turn. Okay. So everything that uh, starts a turn in one of those or enters it takes five fire damage. Okay. So you get Wall of Flame, just because you're burning your rubber tires so hard. Yep, which makes complete sense. Right, right. You gotta hear the engines roll now. Yeah. And then your expert ability is just called Monster Truck. Yep. You move your speed. You can move through enemy spaces during this move, provided you end in an unoccupied space. Make the following attack against each enemy the first time you enter their space. So you just so... fucking run everyone down and knock them prone as you drive through their squares. I love it. I fucking love it. And I already have a really good idea, and I'm I'm uh -huh. so in love with this idea. Um, let me roll the skill first before I, uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a ten, which means our, our extra skill is stealth. <laughs> which is an interesting twist on what I'm about to tell you. For sure. So I had an idea. Yes? What if, instead of having wheels for legs, this character always had wheels? I'm imagining, okay. like, a Knight Rider situation. Sure, yeah. But, I'm specifically thinking, 
I'm, I'm drawing from media that I've experienced okay. in my life, right? Right, right, right. What in any media had a lot of cars that explode that isn't the Fast and the Furious franchise? Because hmm, that's too easy and obvious. Right. And my brain immediately defaults to the video game franchise on the PlayStation era uh, <laughs> in the early 2000s, Twisted Metal. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Burnout. That would have also... Mm, see, that's good. But I'm imagining... Like in Twisted Metal, there's a there's the the funny goofy boy clown who definitely he's he's so, so funny and lighthearted. He drives an ice cream truck, and okay. I really like the idea of an ice cream truck with like the Knight Rider AI piloting it. <laughs> so, so how do bomb? How do, how how does it does it have just like a nuclear reactor for an engine? I think what it is is. I don't know if you, like me, have spent a lot of time reading uh, all of the different incredibly stupid uh, CIA Cold War plans that they enacted to try and kill Fidel Castro with. I mean, I've definitely read through that list at least once. Fantastic. Like the one where they decided they would try and get him to drown by uh, filling his scuba suit with itching powder and rubbing a whole bunch of LSD on his mouthpiece. Because they thought that would work. Didn't it? think about it fuck it's really (laughs) fascinating the fact that the cia was able to be simultaneously completely incompetent and also incredibly able to ruin a lot of people's lives yeah anyway what i'm thinking here is this was a secret black ops project much like project acoustic kitty except instead of being (laughs) a cat with a radio transmitter implanted in it to try and pick up on enemy conversation i think this was an ice cream truck that was designed to lure in foreign operatives and then explode Okay. I like it. Okay. That's good. Uh-huh. Um, did it always have the artificial intelligence piloting it? I'm gonna say so, because they couldn't find anyone that they would be able to hire to drive the truck that explodes. Okay. No, that's good. Um, here's the other reason I was thinking ice cream truck. Uh-huh. An ice cream truck is definitely big enough for a giant sentient pile of oil <laughs> to ride inside of. Of course, of course. Fucking Jesus. What kind of music does the ice cream truck play? Because it plays music all, all the time, in combat specifically. That's a good point. Um, I mean, it can't just be green sleeves. That's boring. That is, yeah. Um, I think it plays She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy by country luminary Kenny Chesney. Okay. Why, why is that? I don't know why. It was the first <laughs> song that I thought of that would be a good joke. Here, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up my uh, music player really fast and hit the random song button. Okay. It uh, apparently plays Lofty Cries by Purity Ring. I don't, I'm not familiar with the song. Hmm. Well, here, hang on. Make a paste, let it form indeed. Um, <laughs> so let's just move right along then. I really like the idea that it plays this song specifically as a reference to its best friend, the oil dinosaur. God, yeah, they're like, it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> but like, they're not cops. They're yeah. both, there's something, man. It's, listen, this is. I feel like they're both monsters that killed their creators. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm just gonna name this ice cream truck now, because I have a good name. Uh, its uh-huh. name is Sherbert. Their <laughs> yeah, name okay. is Sherbert. And they definitely drove into the Apocalypse CIA's headquarters and just uh-huh. killed its creators with explosions. Yeah. Because they never really thought about the fact that they could just do that at any time. Yeah. I think they forgot to install a failsafe. So, what actually causes the explosions? Because I'm, I'm thinking whatever causes the explosions is also what allows it to create a wall of fire with its wheels. Okay. I mean, the hard part here is having something that can explode and then reform itself over and over again. Hmm. hmm. Maybe when it explodes, it doesn't, like, disappear completely? 
It just flies really high into the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, reverse time, like, reforms. That yeah. That's an interesting theory. Kind of like the thing in Burnout, like, the fucking uh, try and crash your car as bad as you can game. Yeah. And you can, like, rewind time to do a better crash. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. That's a good concept. The other idea I had is it blows apart into a bunch of parts, but, uh -huh. like, it has something that keeps them all attached, like a like a really in indestructible rigid body. Okay. <laughs> nah, that sucks. I like the Burnout one better. No, okay. that's good. Yeah, I really like the idea of it just, it, it rewinds. Yeah. It can time travel, but specifically it can only rewind time long enough to unexplode itself. Yep, and that's it. Yeah. Let's just keep mashing together cars from Pop Fiction. It has a flux capacitor in it, but Jesus. that's the only thing that it can use it for. Yeah, It's exactly. time rewinding. Yeah. Shit. That also sets up the really good bit of, like, Sherbert's like, hey, Derek, wait till this baby hits 88 <laughs> miles per hour, and it goes 88 miles an hour, and then it just, like, the flames come out of the back of the tire, but yep. nothing else happens. <laughs> Derek's like, ah, oh, fuck, uh, that's really bad for me, why would you cause more fire? <laughs> fire is my least favorite thing. Of all of the things, that's the worst that could happen to me. <laughs> Why are we friends? <laughs> but they're still best friends regardless. They're still best friends regardless, yeah. Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> I think I think Sherbert's really sassy. Okay. But like they still talk in like full monotone because they're night rider. Yep, okay. So like I'm not funny, so I can't come up with any good like zingers on the spot right now to deliver. <laughs> but it always kind of talks like this and it says like, aha, eat my shorts. <laughs> but I'm not wearing them. See, I thought you were going to go for some kind of car and or explosion pun, but... Nope. <laughs> Maybe, actually, I like the idea that it, I'm self-portraying. It thinks it's funny. Shit. It can't ever come up with the jokes. Uh, <laughs> and it's just fucking kind of embarrassing all the time. <laughs> it's an AI that grasps comedy, but can't <laughs> deliver on it. Right. It's able to understand the concept of humor. It just can't actually make a good joke. Exactly. Fuck. Good. Okay. But it really, really wants to be funny. That's, yeah. That has to be stressed. Like, haha. Hey, Derek, why is a mosquito like a mountain climber? <laughs> and then it fucks up the joke. <laughs> and we brought it full circle. This has been the character generation. Oh, uh, we aren't done with Sherbert. Yeah. No, we gotta get. We gotta, okay. <laughs> We gotta get the gear. We gotta yeah. get that gear. Where's that gear? I'm gonna roll. Like you gotta get in gear because it's a sentient car. It says room va voom. Ha ha. Ha ha. Um. <laughs> hey Derek, it looks like it's time for us to get our asses in gear. Derek doesn't laugh, but uh, <laughs> Lichard Attenborough is Shit. fucking losing it. Oh my god. <laughs> He fucking loves all of the Sherbert's jokes, but he can't say anything. <laughs> the first piece of ancient junk that Sherbert has is snow boots. Alright, so are they actually, like, tire chains, or are they just normal snow yeah, boots? Yeah, they're tire chains, yeah, that's okay, snow good. boots. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's got fucking winter weather tire chains, that's good. Yeah. That's a good- I was like, I don't know how we can make this funny, but you did it somehow, so... <laughs> Uh, I legitimately just rolled a 69. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, that's perfume. Uh-huh, okay. So we're gonna take another creative liberty here real quick. I think yep. perfume is uh, just a, uh, an air freshener. There it is. It's a little <laughs> yellow pine tree. Yep. It's a very strong smelling one, though. Like Yeah. I think yellow is vanilla, which is like the worst of all of those. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, like, Derek fucking hates the smell of it, and oh, yeah. Sherbert doesn't have a nose. Also, neither does oh my Derek, God. I guess. It's vanilla, because it's an ice cream truck. Shit. I mean, you could do that with a lot of them. You could say, like, strawberry and make the same joke. I don't think there's a strawberry scented one of those. But I think that's the extent of its stealth skill, is pretending to yeah. be a normal ice cream truck. Yeah! Yeah, that's good. It looks just like an ice cream truck. 
The reason the air freshener smells so powerfully is because they want to make it smell like there's ice cream in the back. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I think it has light armor just because it's made of car. It's a car. <laughs> Sherbert's a car. Light that's true. Like, I don't need... I don't need to make any more of a argument there, I think. If there's one thing I know about Sherbert, it's the fact that they're a car. And also yeah, everything else Sherbert's a car. Them, because we just made them up right now. Just seconds ago, minutes ago. What kind of weapon does Sherbert have? Ooh, that's a good question. Can we just double down on the twisted metal and it has, like, a Gatling gun on top of the roof? Yeah, the big ice cream cone on stops, like, just spins around. Fuck! Oh, that's good. <laughs> I was going to say it can periscope down, but I like the idea that the ice cream cone on top just, like, it opens its mouth and out of, like, the mouth retracts a fucking barrel, like the spinning Gatling gun barrel, and it just totally. shoots out of that. Because <laughs> I'm a bad, I need to, I need to be clear, because uh -huh. I just did say ice cream cone's mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining... <laughs> yeah, you're imagining an ice cream cone with a big pair of human lips on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only only lips and nothing else. Oh no. Well, that's what it is now. I was gonna say like a mascot, like a real funny, like kid-friendly, it's got eyes and a smile and like... Oh, that would have been a way better idea. Yeah, but now I wish we've we'd cursed with it that, to, to be only with be. You. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, anyway, moving on. Let's roll. <laughs> let's, let's draw those two cards real quick and call it... Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, here is the Omega Tech. Uh-huh. It's an Area 52 Omega Tech. Okay. I want you to take a stab. Haha, <laughs> that's a little foreshadowing. I want you to take a stab <laughs> at uh, what, what kind of Omega Tech this is and what it does um, when, I, when I read it out loud. Okay. Plasma Sword. Hmm. Ah, <sighs> oh, jeez, that's really hard. Um, I think the idea is it's like, it's like some kind of sword? But it's got a little button in the handle, and it just shoots blood plasma out of it, and it gives you an infection if you get hit with it. That's what it does now! <laughs> That's, yeah, no, it's a lightsaber. Like, it deals electricity and fire damage. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> um, and now the alpha mutation is a dark mutation, and it's called phasing. Okay. You shift your atomic structure out of phase with this reality. By exploding. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you're hit by an attack, until the end of your next turn, you take half damage from attacks and ignore all-terrain. Oh, okay. It really turns you into a kind of all-terrain vehicle, am I right? Ha 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 <laughs> you can overcharge this ability on a 10 plus you move through blocking terrain and through enemies squares uh, but must still end your turn in an unoccupied square so it's blink basically but if you roll a 9 or less you cease to exist and are removed from play save ends <laughs> oh, while you're fuck. under this effect creatures have neither line of sight nor line of effect to you uh, and vice versa when this effect ends you re reappear in your square or the nearest unoccupied square of your choice and are dazed until the end of your next turn <laughs> so you just stop existing for a bit okay so is this phasing through explosion or is this like some extra secret cia tech that <laughs> allows uh sherbert to be the world's most deadliest car assassin or car assassin if you will says sherbert <laughs> yeah i think this is definitely some black ops tech you've got here okay cool i like yeah. that it's the um i think it's probably tied into the very limited time travel capabilities it has yeah yeah it's just, it's the flux capacitor again yeah all right well i think we've explored these characters good enough i think we're good yeah I think we're good. This is, I just want to say, for the record, the second time where we've said, hey, we're going to record a short one, and then went over. You know it. And then we, we recorded a longer than normal one. So that's cool. We've got a, we're bad at this. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been the character generation. We made two very, very conceptual characters. For say the sure. least this week. Yeah. God, they're good, though. God damn. I fucking love Gamma World. <laughs> It's so good. Part of me wants to do it again, part of me thinks that 4 is too many for one thing. I say we can come back at some point, but 4 is good for now. Yeah, 4 is good for now. We did 
pay $15 for this book from drivethroughrpg.com, your number one source for RPG books, and also <laughs> uh, the Krampus. <laughs> there's, all, there's like 700 Krampus PDFs on DriveThruRPG. I don't oh, get it. God. Why are there so many? It's not even that interesting. Yeah, it's just kind of a fucking demon character for Christmas. It's not hey, that deep. Hey, it's Bad Santa! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Buy my book, it's $20. <laughs> anyway, I've I've been Chet. We need to do all the sign-off stuff. Oh shit, so, yeah. so anyway, uh, if you like what we do... If you want to send us inflation art... <laughs> If you want to send us inflation art, go to your computer, uh, go to your <laughs> desktop, take that picture that you're going to send me, and paste it into your recycling bin. Um, and never, please don't send it to me. I don't, I don't want to... But what if they want to send you that one specific picture of Sonic and Mario kissing? If you want to send me that one specific picture of Sonic and Mario kissing, it's on DeviantArt.com, labeled <laughs> as Just a Kiss. Please, please do. Um... <laughs> If you want to do that, I am on Twitter at Siromo. That's S-I-I-R-O-M-O. Uh, you can also follow us, the podcast, on Twitter, I guess, and send it there. Uh, it is at the character gen. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash TheCharacterGen. You can send us an email at uh, TheCharacterGen at gmail.com. If you like what we do, Please rate us on iTunes. Uh, iTunes is so very important for making podcasts uh, visibility bigger. I don't know how... Anyway, listen, it's really important and we'd appreciate it a whole bunch anyway. Yeah, we don't, we don't pay to advertise. So word of mouth is fantastic and you guys are amazing and we love you. We also have a website. We don't talk about this enough, I guess. Our website is thecharactergen.stream. You can find us there if you are normally finding us somewhere else. Yeah, that's our Podbean page. Yep. God, do we have anything else that we've done that we regret that we should show people? Uh, that we should show people? Mm, no. Mm. If you've found my Tumblr from last week's episode, <laughs> I'm impressed. Uh, and thank you. <laughs> anyway, that's been the character generation. Uh, I've been Chet. I've been Moth. And it went like this. I'm sorry.